0: The Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number four of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. I really need to learn like bingo rhymes or something to like, you know, like knock at the door, number four. It'll be (laughs) be cool when we get to like 180 and I'll be like 180. Like
1: you're on an episode of Bullseye.
0: Oh, is that not darts? Yeah. Oh, what's Bullseye?
1: It's that show that was on in the UK. That was like, yeah, about yeah. that. I saw you thirty <laughs> 31 tomorrow. <laughs> no!
0: <laughs> anyway, anyway, I digress. Here we are with another episode where we'll be discussing the latest gaming news, new releases, aka Hitman, what we've been playing and just more general nonsense. We are also doing a giveaway, so make sure you listen to the entirety of the episode to get the full details on that. I am your host, Jessica, and I'm joined by Games Reviewer for VDZE Media, Craig.
1: Hello, everyone. How are you doing?
0: If you don't know us and this is your first listen, then hello and welcome. There are some listeners who obviously know us in person, but there are also many of you out there that don't know us. So perhaps we should share a bit more information about ourselves, Craig?
1: Okay. Um, We are a couple. We've started this podcast four weeks ago, being episode four. And I basically have been a gamer most of my life, although I sort of stepped it up a notch when I became a father. I just had had a lot more time for gaming, being that I would be in the house more. So I decided. It's not an
0: advertisement for having children. <laughs> there is no advertisement
1: for having children. So I decided back in 2018 to start a video game blog, uh, which quickly turned more from a blog into a website, it sort of snowballed into a sort of situation where we get lots of review codes, we review games, we have people who review games for us. It snowballed more than I ever thought it would, to be honest, uh, to the point where I made the announcement on Twitter that there was going to be some news regarding the sort of future and that is that we are going to sort of merge all of this going forward the the name VDZD Media just sort of came out of nowhere doesn't really doesn't mean anything we sort of I get I get that question a lot like where did that come from and it didn't come from anywhere it's just garbage like I just you don't really think about it when you make a blog and you you think you'll write two stories and then it just as I said snowballs so when we started the the podcast Pure Dead Gaming that's Something that we would sort of like to unify, so...
0: I I came up with the name just to, just to point <laughs> that one out. You did, <laughs> yes. Yeah. better than four random letters, but...
1: <laughs> Very much so, yeah. So, uh, we actually... I had a, someone on Twitter point out that they realised we had secured the, the website, puredeadgaming.com, and that wasn't by accident, obviously. So, over the next couple of weeks, we are going to be merging everything together, and it will all come under the banner Pure Dead Gaming. So the website will be converting to that name, and we will also do the same with the YouTube channel, and basically all our branding will will, be, will start to come under Pure Dead Gaming. Yeah,
0: exciting times ahead. We both have full-time jobs as well, so that, you know, Unfortunately. It, gaming is a hobby, and it it's, I don't know, just expanded into something else as well, which...
1: It's expanded into basically a second job is yeah, what it's expanded yeah, into but true. it's a fun job yeah. so
0: here we are at nine o'clock <laughs> recording <Yep>. this so <laughs> um so yeah exciting times ahead last week in our episode we mentioned the wolf among us as a game to to perhaps play and the attentive listeners among you may have picked up on craig claiming the big big bad wolf burned down the little three three little pigs house. Uh-huh. do you have anything you want to say about that
1: Well, I feel like I have to address it because I was called out on numerous occasions uh, throughout the week for my slip-up. Yes, the house was blown down, not burnt down. I don't care for Disney. It's not Disney,
0: it's a a fairy tale.
1: Oh, fucking hell. I don't know. (laughs) To
0: be fair, I didn't pick up on it either as we were conversing, so...
1: I'm not apologising. Yeah, I, I, it. could not care less. <laughs> I, I, I remember I was listening to it back and I, straight away I thought, aye, that's not, that's not right. But I sack it.
0: Yeah. We also discussed last week the lack of twisted cheese dough balls on the Domino's menu. Now, one of our listeners in Ireland got in touch and confirmed that dough balls are indeed present on the menu over there. So, we confronted Domino's themselves, and which they replied, These changes won't be forever. They have been put in place temporarily as we work to continue delivering to the nation during these challenging times. We continue to closely monitor the situation, and when we can, items will be added back into the menu. So, there With you some have it.
1: Bullshit response, <laughs> is what it is. Dominoes don't it does
0: seem like a bit of a cop out there. You know? It seems
1: it seems like a copy and paste answer. And yeah. dominoes do not know who they're messing with because I can rally an army about this. I mean, I've got John ready to go to war over this. I get a message from him saying, I mean, he's basically desperately trying to up his calories as much as he can so that he can get in some sort of blooming list. He's, he says he's trying to get on a diabetic list so he can sit at home during this pandemic and dominoes aren't helping him. And he's also got a beef with, uh, who was it, Greg's. What he's... have they done? Apparently, Greg's have stopped doing proper iced donuts. Okay. And I don't know if this is a pandemic thing or just a, you know how every so often these places try to be a bit healthier, like they try to sort of lower the calories of some of their foods. So I don't know if it's that, but he claims that this new icing they're using tastes like candle wax and he's not happy about it. So he wrote in about that as well but one, I mean, let's start one more at a time. I don't know if we've got the the bandwidth to take on Greg's as well as Domino's, but we've certainly not, Domino's haven't seen the last of us, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, and so as a result of your disappointment with Domino's, you did also order a kebab last week and were presented with an absolute monstrosity.
1: Yeah, that was, that was something. I ordered a small, plain Donner kebab, something that would usually come and just a little polystyrene case. It's a place I order from all the time as well. Like I've honestly I must have... I joked about this on Twitter, but I've literally how mu- how much money would be spent in that place over well, me spent in that place over the years. Like if that guy's got kids, I've put them through university single handedly.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's something to brag about, Craig.
1: I'm not saying it's something to brag about, but I mean the guy certainly I mean this would maybe explain why he did this, but yeah, I ordered a small donor kebab and he gave me Basically, a t- a twelve-inch pizza box with one of the biggest nan breads I've ever seen with doner meat just plowed into. I mean, it was a it was a two-handed lift. This thing it was absolutely huge. Like when I was finished with it, it looked like I hadn't even touched it. Yeah. It was absolutely. Ridiculous. I don't know if where it came, I don't know why he gave me. I was actually a bit confused because it's one of those things where, like, he's not the most generous. of Guys, the guy that owns that place. I'm like, he's needed to get rid of a certain amount of donor meat out of his shop, and the la- like. And it, I've been chosen <laughs> to get it, and you're sort of thinking, I don't know if I want to touch this, but I actually forgot. You have I,
0: survived to tell the tales. So. I'm
1: alright. I mean, if you can survive eating Donahue, you can survive just about anything. To Much. be fair, it's not the it's not the best of material.
0: Um, so, yeah, what else have we been up to this week? Not a lot more homeschooling.
1: Homeschooling. Work. Work. Mm. I nearly missed. I work. nearly missed out on a bunch of work.
0: That's
1: right. I was supposed to have a three-day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I did get Friday off, and I just... For those who don't know, like, basically my shifts get sorted out through, I've got a work phone where they sort of confirm stuff through, and as it turns out, I had applied for overtime on the Saturday and Sunday about two weeks ago, forgot about it, thought I had a three-day weekend, and then just by chance on the Friday, I looked at my, my work phone, which I would normally never do, and noticed that I had been approved for overtime both Saturday and Sunday, so... It's actually just as well, because 99 times out of 100, I would have charged that phone up on Sunday night and had about 40 missed calls saying, where the fuck are you? So I dodged a lot of, a lot of awkward questions that I would have had on Monday morning, but I did miss out on a weekend and precious hours playing Hitman, which was annoying.
0: That is true. Um, I've just been homeschooling yet again, and... Um, as Craig mentioned, it's my birthday tomorrow, but it will be a lockdown birthday. Which
1: yeah, it's it's a sort of thing where I do feel sorry for you, but it's getting to the point now where everyone in the world will have had a lockdown yeah, birthday. That's true. Like that's at true. first, people that maybe had like their like Nathan, our son, mm-hmm. he had his birthday on the 9th of April, and that was sort of just at the beginning. Of lockdown and you sort of. Feel, I remember feeling I'm so sorry for him, like, oh, you're gonna have a lockdown and your, like, your birthday during a lockdown. Oh, that sucks. That shit.
0: I think yeah, being a child as well, like he he would normally have had all these friends, you know, yeah. come to some sort of party. Like as you age, the birth, ah, you just want to forget about it. Get smaller and smaller, yeah. and non-existent.
1: But I I, I don't know what it is. I mean, we're sort of two months away from ev- everyone will yeah. have had to have experienced a lockdown birthday, so mm. it's just. We'll, we'll do what we can to make it special for you. I mean, I'm here. That's about right. You can't. It's hard to ask for much more than that. Well, to be fair. Well,
0: I mean, I could think of some other things, but Rude. <laughs> okay, so shall we move on to what we have been playing this week? Sounds good. Yes. So, as you may be aware, Hitman was released.
1: I didn't. I didn't know that. You didn't know. No. That. Any good? <laughs>
0: Why don't you tell me? I don't know. It's fucking brilliant.
1: <laughs> is, it's it is it. good. It is good. You've sort of been Dabbling, initi- yeah. initiated into Hitman over yeah. the last week just through my absolute excitement.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do recall it from previous years. It's not something I played, but I do remember watching you play it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this this is up the ante a wee bit, this one, hasn't it?
1: It's the best Hitman game ever. I mean... I say that and I've only played the first two maps yet. I mean, I, I checked last night before we turned it off and I've put 21 hours into it. So it's not like through lack of playing. But Does that
0: include the VR element?
1: No, because the VR yeah. would be counted as the Hitman PS4 game. Mm. So it, it only tracked... Well, it would track the PS4 game, but I've only... I checked the time against the PlayStation 5 version. Uh, so we have played the VR version as well. But we'll talk about that in a minute. But it's it's just brilliant. The first two the first two maps are excellent. Like, I I suppose between the both of us because you've played some of it on my profile as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost at mastery level twenty, which is the highest you can get on the first level, which is Dubai. So I must have played through that level, maybe, I mean, no less than thirty times. I would say, loads of different kills, different variations. And then the second level, which is Dartmoor, it's brilliant. Like, really, <laughs> just, really good. It's so good. The murder mystery element to it, it's, it. It reminds me, I can't remember the name of the level, but in Hitman 2, the second level is a mansion that you have to, there's like a mob boss you have to get rid of. And that was the level that sort of drew me in the first time I... Hitman 2 was the first Hitman game I played, and it was that level that sort of opened me up to the possibilities of this game. So I think just even the aesthetic of it sort of brings back good memories, but it's not just that. Like, it's an excellent level. There's so much going on. We even ended up watching the other night, rewatched Knives Out, just because it's so like it. You
0: stuck it on pretty late at night, and it's not like me to... Stay up quite so late. Like, normally I'm asleep on the couch halfway doing the film, but I watched the entire thing because half
1: past ten and you're spark out on the couch.
0: Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. You know, it's not the first time we've watched it, Uh Um, but yeah, certainly, even if you've not played Hitman, like, go give that film a watch because it is good. It's Daniel Craig, I think it was released in 2018, it came out. Um, yep. but it's, it's definitely definitely worth a watch. Yeah, no, it's if enjoy murder mystery type films.
1: It's just it's re- it's really cleverly done, and it was interesting to actually see that they've announced a sequel, which it didn't really seem like a film that would get a sequel. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was so well received that I suppose there was a demand for it, and they thought there'll be money to make. I mean, when that film comes out, like I know I'll definitely seek it out straight away.
0: Definitely.
1: Although with all the delays, fuck knows when that'll actually come out. It could be twenty twenty five at this point.
0: So let's kind of bring it back to our first impressions then of, of Hitman 3 when you first began the game.
1: absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. I still don't really care about the story. There is, like, I, I considered before starting up the third game just looking up a YouTube video to sort of give me the cutscenes from the first and second game because I know it follows on, but just don't care enough. There does seem to be a slight a slight bit more emphasis on the story in the third game obviously because it's culminating with this game but Hitman, I mean, I, I usually sort of gravitate towards story based games so this is unusual for me but Hitman is just such a stealth sandbox that I don't care about the story. And like I, I really I don't. I just think... want to immerse myself in the worlds.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's needed like no you I, can play each level in its entirety and not really need to know anything about feels self-contained e- each yeah. level
1: it feels almost to me like they've tried to shoehorn a story around excellent map design mm. and I, I get why they've done it but it's it, that's the one thing that i just and it's surprising because in any other game the story is a big part for me but in hitman it's it's just not i just it's It's the best stealth game probably I've ever played. And that opinion may change with the other four levels and probable I would reckon we'll probably get one or two DLC maps as well, if the other games are anything to go by. But even just based on the first two two maps, like it's just the the variation, it's so well crafted. All like we were playing Dartmoor last night and all the little just little nuances like you went into the kitchen and they're sort of discussing like relationships that some of the staff are having with other people and you're like this is, it's just there's so much stuff that you could completely miss. Mm. I mean there's a murder mystery that goes on in the the second map but you don't even have to do that. The first time I completed the level I I skipped that entirely and like there's so much in that second level that we won't even have seen yet. Yeah. But it's absolutely brilliant. It really, really is. And then then there's the VR mode, which is free, which is crazy. Like, that could be... I mean, they could have charged money for that. There is obviously... We've we played maybe two hours of the VR mode. I just played... I didn't have the Hitman 1 and 2 maps installed because you can play through any map in the three games in VR. So it was just I tried the Dubai and Dartmoor levels in VR and it does have limitations just because of the input like you are using the controller like the, the DualShock controller and that does limit you a little bit but I'm glad it's that instead of the move ones because at least with the shot controller, the movement's okay. You can move around quick, whereas if yeah. you are using those wands, so you're trying to turn around, it would be a nightmare.
0: That's true. I have mixed... I don't know, experiences of VR. Sometimes I'm okay, but mm-hmm. sometimes I feel really, really nauseous. And Hitman, unfortunately, was a game that made me feel really nauseous. Yeah, you didn't feel great. I think Tomb Raider was the other kind of main one that uh-huh. I can think of that I felt really, really sick and just I couldn't play too much of it, which is a real shame because the small portion I did play, it was cool. I really liked it. And yeah. And being able to, you know, take, I mean, as a dual shot, but you know, fiber wiring around someone's neck, it actually, with the controller, that feels like, a, yeah. you know, what you would do. So, um, I mean, I feel bad saying I quite enjoyed that. You, know, you quite enjoyed strangling yeah, that guy to death? Yeah, pretty much. Um, But yeah, I just, unfortunately, I just couldn't play too much of it because it just made me feel sick.
1: I know. That I, th- I think that will be an issue for some people. Like, I, I can't remember the name of the game... There's only one VR game that has ever made me feel properly sick. And it was the one where you're.
0: On a bike or something? No, the it? dinosaur
1: one. Oh. I can't remember the name of it. You like. Oh, what was. I really can't remember. It's this one where you like. You had to climb up stuff and things like that. I don't. I, I felt awful. I remember playing it for like an hour one day. Um, I think the kids were away and you were at work or something like that. And I played this and I had to lie down after it. Mm. I just felt awful like really really bad but other than that i've been very i I was gonna say lucky but i do think it's the more you play the more used to it you become Mm. um obviously at the moment the hitman vr is exclusive to playstation i'm not aware if, if that's like a timed exclusive or if Basically, it will never come out on anything else. But like I say, I think the dual, I think it works quite well with the dual shock, and I I actually think it's one of the coolest sort of VR experiences on PSVR. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you think about that game on the Oculus, the Oculus Quest, it would be amazing because those controllers are so much better. Like if you used it with those Quest controllers that have the analog sticks built in and stuff like that, you could have the best of both worlds, where you'd have both hands. But you would also be able to move about really quickly. Yeah. Definitely. So I would like to see come out in that in the future, but I'll certainly be playing more of it on on PlayStation Four.
0: Okay, so what else would you say is new for users for anyone who's not picked up the game yet?
1: Not too much, to be honest, in terms of like mechanics and stuff. Like that it's very very similar. I was shocked actually. I was talking to a guy on Discord, and we were talking about. I made a a comment about how. In Hitman, the graphics are just incredible, and the the ray tracing mm-hmm. because of the reflections. And apparently, it doesn't have ray tracing yet, which yeah. like I was thinking it was the best implementation of ray tracing that I had seen to date. And apparently, it's not even there yet. So how they've done this? Because that if when you come up, when you come up the stairs in Dubai. Like that, that just the way that floor and the way the water hits and stuff like that, it just it looks incredible. Yeah, the graphics of are kind of brilliant.
0: Glass and marble, uh-huh.
1: you know, interior effect.
0: But yeah, and even really I mean, I mean,
1: granted, we're now sitting here spoiled having a PlayStation Five and an Xbox Series X, but it's the first game where I've went into like a bathroom and looked in the mirror, and it's looked as clear. In the mirror, like, usually, you know, when you, in these games you go in and you look in the mirror and what you see in the reflection in the mirror is quite kind of, like, jagged and it's not mm. that good. But in this, it's completely clear. Like, mm. it's... The graphics are excellent. They really, really are. But in terms of mechanics, it's, it's not... There's not much new in that regard. It is just the team getting even better with their level design, like everything is set up as an there's opportunities at every single turn and sometimes you can just be going through a level and you'll just think to yourself i wonder if i could do that and take the person out and it always works mm-hmm. just little things that you're like no they wouldn't have thought of that and then they have like and i think that's just this latest trilogy all three games have been excellent I would have said, and it's it's very rare that you would get this, but when the 2016 Hitman came out that was episodic, I would have said that was the best Hitman game. I think before that it would have been Blood Money, but I think that was the best. When Hitman 2 came out, it became the best. And now this one appears to have overtaken that, and that's rare. That's very rare that they bring out the next game and it would just keep getting better like even you look at like the uncharted games like everyone there's very few people that say 4 was the best most people think 2 is the best but that's because they've iterated on it and each like hitman 1 to 2 to 3 has been iteration but it's all been positive stuff and better level design it's just the game just keeps improving
0: do you see it as like a fully new game though or is it just a continuation of the first two
1: for the most part i see it as a new game because it's six new maps but there's a real familiarity mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and obviously the fact that you can load in all the other levels it's just building on top so it's almost like it's almost like a game as a service where you just keep getting more stuff like so, a bit of both, I suppose. Like the 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 maps are so different that it is what you are playing is completely new, but it feels so familiar. Mm-hmm. So I uh, it's it's sort of both in a way, but it's it's just brilliant. Honestly, like it's going to be near the top of my my game of the year for sure.
0: Obviously, you've not completed the game as of yet, but
1: not even halfway through.
0: Do you think it's worth the price tag?
1: Oh god, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am... I I got a question on Twitter, I think it was two days ago, saying, like, should I pick this game up? And they said to me that they weren't a fan of stealth. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. Like, this isn't a game I would just recommend to anyone. If you are impatient, if you like to just walk into a room and fuck shit up, and you don't have patience, I don't think... I wouldn't recommend the game to you. I don't think you'll enjoy it. But if you like... That sort of puzzle aspect, if you like stealth, if you are patient. Like, to me, like I say, I haven't finished the game yet, so I can't make the statement outright. But I, I think I'll be very surprised if when I finish this, it's not my favourite stealth game ever. And that's a long list of stealth bold, games.
0: Bold statement there from Craig. Yeah, I just because i i do agree i don't think it's a game for everyone and some might look at the price tag and think it's not worth it you know once they've accomplished the mission in each map once they might be satisfied whereas you know individuals who enjoy stealth will get lots of replayability from it so so yeah i think it, it really does depend on your gaming nature and your preferences as to whether
1: if, if you just wanted to go through each level once, find a way to do it, move on. I think you would complete the game in about six hours. Mm. I don't think you'd be longer than an hour in each level. If you were to use a video guide, like I don't think know if we've shouted them out before, but shout out to Mister Freeze two two four four. If I'm ever struggling to complete a objective that guy's got a video for it, his videos are incredible, and unlike a lot of other people in the Hitman community who you'll load up a video and they'll have thrown three coins at an exact place to make a certain character turn a certain way so they've got a split second to do this, this guy completes the tasks in ways that other people are actually able to do it, and so if you were to follow his guides, I mean you could complete the game in three and a half, four hours. Like it's the game is what you make it. For me personally, I will just to, I'm gonna to get to mastery level twenty in all six maps, I'm gonna platinum the game. And to do that I would say you're talking easily not easily, probably about fifteen hours in each map. Mm-hmm. So I mean I'm talking ninety hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to and that's maybe not including like side objectives, then the team put out elusive targets every so often, which is a mode where you get one opportunity. So they'll they'll choose an elusive target and it'll be a different map each time. And they sort of put them into this map and they give you a briefing and you get one chance to get this target. So if you go in and you make a mess of it and you don't kill the target or you kill the target and you don't get out, under your that profile, you cannot have another shot at that. You failed. Oh, and then I, I can't remember how often it is they do. I think it's maybe every two weeks. So then you need to wait two weeks for the next elusive target, and those extra XP you can get those leaderboards and stuff like that. Like if you are committed to Hitman, it's one of the best value for money games that you could possibly get. But you could also just bomb through it, be done in four hours, and think, I paid fucking sixty quid for this or fifty quid. Mm-hmm. And not be that happy about it, but for me, it's, it's some of the best value in gaming because of the way I want to play it.
0: Okay, well, please do share your thoughts with us if you have played the game on Twitter at Pure Dead Gaming. We'd love to know what you think.
1: Yep, it's actually it's very interesting. Like, although the first two games, especially Hitman Two, reviewed really highly, I feel like because of when it came out, it just sort of came and went, but. There's been a lot more talk about this one on Twitter. Like, I I feel like it's getting its moment more. There's not that much coming out just now. Uh, Or it's the first big release of the year, really. And I think because of that, it's getting a lot more limelight. And it's really great to see. It's great to see so many people talking about it. And it's great to see... I mean, the scores it got were really, really high as well. So I'm hoping this will be, in terms of success, a high for... IO interactive although they are they have already said that the next game they're moving on to is james bond they've got the james bond license so it will be i suppose sort of bittersweet for them if hitman 3 was to really take off because it would be taken off at a time where hitman 4 is not getting made just now mm. they are going to go and make a bond game now so the the series is going to be left alone like we're, we're not going to get another hitman game for I mean, a minimum of, like, five years. Like, it's going to be probably at least three years before we see the Bond game. So, if it does take off, they could be in a situation where they're like, damn it. <laughs> but it should it should hopefully get people really excited for James Bond.
0: Yeah, I was hoping. Okay, so anything else that you've been playing this week?
1: The only other thing that I played was it's a game I spoke about before which is Rain Swept. Uh I didn't I just decided to talk about this here rather than in a review section because it is quite a smaller game and I had said a fair amount about it before. I have now platinum the game, completed the game.
0: <laughs> it just see when you said platinum then it just our son, it just reminded me he, he, what is it he says Platmum or something. Platman. Platman, that's it. Yeah, a <laughs> platman. I cannot say it, it's so funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, he's weird.
0: He tried to create him, plat, plat, plat,
1: <laughs> I just thought because I think it's funny the way he says it. Wish I, I wish I could say it that way, but um, yeah, it it was good. It was a sort of mystery, like a kind of murder mystery as well. I don't want to obviously get into the story because it would ruin it. Like the whole thing is the story. Like this game, you very much did play for the story. It was a point and click game. It was good. It was good. I, the the one thing I found really weird about it was you got the platinum about halfway through the story, or maybe just a little bit more than halfway through the story, and I just, I don't know, like, I did continue playing because I wanted to see how the story played out, but I just thought that was such a weird yeah, remember, design I remember choice. I reading
0: the ping and then you were like... I was like, what's wrong? And you're like, I don't, I'm not finished.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Like, there, there's, a, there's a studio... Uh, sorry, a studio, a publisher. I think it's Ratalaka or Ratalica, they call it, games. And basically what they do is they take shit mobile games, port them onto PlayStation, give them platinum trophies that you can usually obtain in about 10 minutes, like I've. About a third of my platinums are these type of games, just because. Helping
0: Amines all that one. Uh, they didn't
1: actually do it. Uh, they didn't actually do that one. But yeah, that kind of shit. Um, and like I get it from their point of view almost because, like, usually it's like platform games and they're like, right, no fucker wants to play a thousand levels of this. You only have to play the first thirty and you can get the platinum. But when it's a story game, like I don't know, I just I felt like it showed such a a lack of conviction in the story they told, that they th- that they thought people won't sit through this full story, so we'll just give them the platinum halfway through. Like, I just, I thought it was so weird. Like, all they had to do was space out the trophies more so that the last trophy you got was when you completed the story. And I don't know why they did it differently. There was, maybe it was a design choice, but I thought it was really weird. Have
0: you researched into... Why no that
1: was the case no no and the thing is it's it's not really that well known a game so mm-hmm. not that many people played it when i when i looked it up there was one guy who wrote a short editorial on why the story didn't land for him but some of the stuff he was writing about was absolute nonsense like just like the most nitpicky shit you've ever heard but other than that, no, I didn't I didn't say anything about it. But it, it's a cheap game. The story's interesting. If you don't if you like point and click games and you don't mind, as I said last week doing a lot of reading, then I think it is quite interesting. It is worth playing, but it's it's skippable at the same time as well. If you want a platinum trophy, you could get it in an hour and a half and then not finish the story. But I feel like the story like at the time when you get the platinum you're invested by that point, mm-hmm. and you want to know what happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just weird, but that, that's the only other thing I've been playing this week. What about yourself? What have you been playing?
0: Yeah, not an, not an awful lot. I was scrolling through Game Pass and came across Disneyland Adventures, and was like, "What's this? Why? Why have I never heard of this before?" I've, ne- I've
1: never heard of this either.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Disney fan, so it originally came out in two thousand and eleven on Xbox Three Sixty Connect. Right, okay. And then it was remastered in 2017 for Xbox One and Windows.
1: I tell you what, if it first came out in the Kinect, that'll be why nobody's ever heard of it, because fuck that thing.
0: Yeah, so it, it's basically an open-world recreation of Disneyland theme park in California, I believe, and obviously around the time of when the game was made. We've never been to Disney before, obviously. Um, no. But... From what I've read, it is a very good recreation of the park, even down to, like, the windows and the shop placements.
1: Is it good enough that it will get us out of having to take our daughter there at some point? Because that sounds like an expensive trip.
0: Yeah, but I want to go.
1: Uh, Is it good enough that it would get us out of taking (laughs) you there?
0: No. No, right. No. You can take me one day. So... You start off by like creating your own character and literally get to walk around the park talking the, this to... This is turning
1: into an expensive podcast now.
0: How?
1: Because I'm not having to take you to Disneyland.
0: Right, well, we'll start a wee, a wee crowdfunder. We'll need to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you get to talk to all the characters that are dotted about and you essentially do fetch quests. So Alice from Alice in Wonderland has lost her ribbon... Donald ducks lost his hat and you've got to go and get their items or take photos and you meet and talk to all the other characters along the way and you can collect their autographs as you go, which I think is a very popular thing to do when you actually go to the theme park. Right. So some of the quests involve you going on rides, but unfortunately it's not the theme park rides, which are all actually closed off from you going on. So rather the rides are like mini games, which which are more like a video game format with all the characters brought to life and they've got, like, their own cutscenes and stuff. So, impressively as well, all the characters are voice acted, so they actually sound like...
1: So, is it licensed? Like, the the characters do look like their counterparts, yeah? yeah,
0: Right? And, yeah, so, well, initially I was impressed with, like, flying around Neverland and sword-fighting Captain Hook. It does get a bit samey. You know, I've not played... A huge amount of time on it but
1: it does sound like a game that's probably aimed at very young children
0: well yeah i mean you you basically the, the rides are like flying of some sort or then you're like swimming for, and finding nemo or it's like timed button press games so oh, it, right. you know it it's very much the same little games but with a different skin on them are,
1: are we talking easy achievements here
0: potentially I've not looked that up but right. potentially. Um, we, we will is, be we will be looking that up. Yeah, I mean it is there's that collectible kind of Okay. I, I want to get all the autographs, I yeah, want to get yeah. all the characters type feel to it, which is what captured me. But yeah, like what I would say it's a really good introductory game for children. Alright, okay. So our four year old was like so engaged with it and she can she can play it without too much input from me so if you know if all she wants to do is walk around the park then that's fine and they can you know if they want to play the sort of games it's it's so intuitive but also like so the flying game for example you can be flying and bump into stuff and it's not going to respawn you back at the start it's not timed right you know it just respawns you exactly where you are you don't lose any points you don't it just keeps going yeah until you reach the end obviously you can get to level 5 and get all the points uh-huh. and stuff like that. But,
1: but it's not frustrating for children. Uh-huh,
0: she's not going to be penalised or frustrated trying to play it. That's good And then. there's also, within the, the park, when you're wandering around, if you do want to sort of follow the, you know, you go to Ariel, she's lost her dingle hoppers if you know what that is, Craig. I do not. But, well, it's a fork, but it's not actually a fork. But yeah.
1: Right, I'm going to need to get like, some sort of Disney encyclopedia or something like that.
0: We've got one, don't worry.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake. Honestly, do we? <laughs> yeah what is going on
0: <laughs> um so yeah like if you want to go and do that little mission then there's a little like it's kind of like a sprinkle of magic that's a guide okay. to show her where to go but it's not it's not too intrusive so there's not you know a big arrow go this way like if she wants to go and do that she can follow it right you know what i mean so it, i just think it was really good for her age group there's no reading involved the characters tell you what to do you know I've, can you go and take a picture of this for me? And then, she, you know, she can go and do it without too much input. So so, see, so this
1: is something that will potentially keep her busy yeah. when I'm looking for a moment's peace on my day off. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: This is very exciting. Yeah, so
0: kind of, well, it does lack a bit of depth and it is a bit samey, um, I do think it's really good for her. And, good. you know, if anything, I was the one getting frustrated being like, no, you need to get his autograph because I want the full collection of <laughs> autographs from all the characters, so... i
1: when mean, we're down to the last five achievements, I will be roaring at her to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, certainly we need to put a bit more of it, but, yeah,
1: it's good. Sounds quite good. Interesting. That's the thing about Game Pass. Like, obviously, it's been about for a few years now, but we didn't have an Xbox last generation. And although I had... I got Game Pass once it launched on PC. We don't play on PC as much, so we didn't really get the benefits of it for a long time, but it really is impressive. It really is the Netflix of computer games, Mm -hmm. and like you go on and you just scroll through this list of like 130 games, and there's always just little gems in there that you've never heard of that just maybe catch your eye, and you look and go... I wonder what that is and maybe you only play it for half an hour but it's, it's something that you wouldn't have tried otherwise mm-hmm. like we wouldn't have looked at that in the store and went oh let's buy that yeah. but you got to it's part of your subscription so you get to download it and then that is something that Erin now likes so it's good it's, it's an excellent service and it's it's very exciting that she's found something that will occupy her
0: so let's move on to some noteworthy news that's happened in the last week. Uh, Firstly, Horizon Zero Dawn's lead designer, Mike Nash, has unfortunately passed away. He was only 36 years old and was Horizon Zero Dawn's lead principal designer. And I suppose we just want to extend our deepest sympathies to his family, friends and colleagues.
1: Yeah, really sad news. Um, I wasn't aware of him before, but obviously Horizon was one of the best games of the last generation, must have been a heavily talented guy and it's just horrible to hear of someone, someone been taken to a so soon, so I just wanted to point it out and say that, send our condolences really.
0: Uh, next up, Resident Evil Village has been dated. The game will launch on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One and PC on May the 7th, 2021. To further the hype train, uh, an exclusive PS5 teaser demo was dropped as well, which is a short 15-minute sample of the world and atmosphere that won't appear in the final game.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually sooner than I expected. I Just the fact we hadn't had a date yet, I thought it was going to be later in the year, but I, I think it's a good time for them to release, There's not? Well, we don't really know yet, I suppose, but it doesn't seem like May's going to be too bad a time. Uh, hopefully it'll get a little bit of time to breathe and after how good Resident Evil 7 was, I'm really excited for this. It's sticking with the first-person perspective that we got in Resident Evil 7, and it it looks really good. I, I played the, the short demo that we got on PlayStation, and great atmosphere, really tense, really scary. Like, graphics were amazing. Like, just... I mean, it's obviously, like... You're, you start off in, like, a, a dungeon, basically, so it's 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 not pretty but like the reflections on just like the brick and stuff like that like it's it's really impressive and then you come out into this mansion and just everything about it just the reflections like it's really impressive where how far we've came in terms of like visual design in games and it it looks absolutely brilliant like i'm i'm looking forward to it i don't know if we're going to get it in VR the fact that they haven't mentioned it yet sort of makes me think that we're not going to but hopefully we can hold out some hope. I did sort of think when PlayStation got that this demo, this short demo that came out was exclusive on PlayStation and they could have put that on Xbox as well but they didn't and that part of me did sort of wonder is that some sort of small make good because they're not going to do a VR version which obviously would only have been in PlayStation Mm. and not Xbox but I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. Obviously at the same time as well as when they announced the release date they also announced this Resident Evil Reverse online game that's basically coming packed in with it and it looks crap. Like as good as Resident Evil 8 looks, this looks shit. Like really bad. It looks like a it looks similar to like Resident Evil 2, but then it looks like it's cell shaded and it's like a four-person shooter online or something. It looked crap. It looks really, really bad. And I don't know why they're bringing it out, because no one's going to play it. You get it free with Resident Evil 8, so nobody's going to have to buy it. But at the same point, no one's going to play it. They did bring out some sort of online game that came either with Resident Evil 2 or 3 can't remember what it's called, and it was rubbish as well and no one played it. And this is, I don't know why they're doing it again, because this is going to be the same thing over again. So, yeah, not sure, but interesting news, obviously. Good to see that that game's coming out in the next four months. Mm -hmm. So
0: Yep. I don't think it'll be one for me though. Too scary.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for you. Honestly, even just that demo, like, I don't think you'd get through it.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, from what I did see, it looks good, but nah, too scary. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, Sony Santa Monica is hiring. They put out a tweet that read, in part, quote, seeking an experienced art director for the development of a new unannounced title. We already know that the studio is working on God of War Ragnarok, loosely slated for 2021, so this title is clearly some way off.
1: Yeah, it's there has been rumours. There's been rumours over the last couple of months that sort of indicated that Cory Barlog, who's the creative director at that studio, wasn't working on God of War Ragnarok. And if he wasn't, that they must have another game in the works. So this sort of supports that rumour. We don't know if it's true, obviously. And Possibly he is working on God of War Ragnarok. Possibly he's working on both. I don't know. He's a pretty talented guy. I'm sure he can spread himself around. But it is interesting to see that they are sort of gearing up for another game. Back a few years ago, they had a a sci-fi game that apparently they were working on that got binned. So it, maybe they're resurrecting that or maybe it's something completely
0: different. I, I don't know. What would you like to see?
1: Not a sci-fi game. <laughs> it's not really my sort of thing. Like, as much as we have sort of mellowed a wee bit to Star Wars over the last couple of months, it's sci-fi has never really been something that i'm that interested in i think just with what we were discussing last week with in terms of like a sort of murder mystery game and then playing that dartmoor level in hitman 3 it's in my head just now that i want more games like that so Mm -hmm. that's what instantly jumps to my mind but that's not the type of game that Sony Santa Monica make, so they, they tend to make third-person action games, so I, I, I think it will be something along those a similar sort of lines um, that we'll end up getting, but I mean, yeah, like an L.A. Noir style te- mixed with telling lies that you were talking about yeah. the other week, like, I'm wanting that, I want, I want us to pitch that to someone and get it done, but
0: mm. If you don't know what we're talking about, do go, go back and listen to episode three. Um, yeah. Telling Lies is a game that we played recently, which we really loved. Um, so if you want to know more about it, listen to the previous episode. Next up, the upcoming game sizzle reel that PlayStation showed off during CES has been altered and re uploaded, removing third party release windows. Interesting. Only Sony's first party lineup is still listed with a set of estimated dates.
1: Yeah, a bit of a dick move. Hmm. Once again, I mean, see that second episode we did that was the upcoming games of 2021? That fucker has been torched in the two weeks (laughs) since we did it. Because first of all, you had that Hogwarts legacy that they had delayed between us recording and releasing the episode, thus making us sound like a couple of fannies. Then, at half half the games that we gave dates for, or sort of release windows for in that episode... Sony's now fucking pulled. Mm. I mean, they might still come out on that, like at that time, but they also might not. Because I mean, th- there was, I think, the most recent one, or the sorry, the one that would release the soonest was that Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which they dated for March, and that's been pulled. Like, I mean, it's still very well very well May come out in March, but
0: or it may come out in May.
1: It may come out in May if it's coming out in March, they need to say something soon. You know what I mean? We're nearly in February. Mm -hmm. So it was very interesting that they pulled that. Like It could just be... There could be nothing behind it. It could just be that basically Sony put that out and then realised that they didn't have the authority to date that stuff because it was obviously interesting that it was all third party games that they did that for like they kept the dates that well it was only 2021 windows but they did keep dates on their first party games so maybe there's not much to it but it's certainly something to look at I mean it, it throws a lot of dates up in the air.
0: It does but I, I think kind of worldwide you know there's still so much uncertainty and perhaps it's just they're just covering their backs because they don't want to yeah. release dates and then have to
1: I basically yeah. take it back again. Yeah. yeah.
0: In sort of similar vein, the Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland has been delayed once again. This time right out of 2021 altogether. The film had been set to release on July 16th, but it will now arrive on February 11th 2022.
1: Yeah, it's quite the delay. It does seem... I mean, at one point this film just kept getting delayed and delayed because they didn't have a director or I think they recast Nathan Drake about fucking 20 yeah, there times. there was a lot,
0: a lot of delays in even getting it going, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, the, the, most of the delays just seemed like, ah, this film's never getting made. But, I mean, the film's done. Like, so we are getting the film. Like, they, I'm pretty sure they've wrapped filming. So we are going to get it. But obviously at this point, Sony's more interested in having a big box office weekend and they don't feel they can do that during a pandemic Mm. and I think they'd sort of hoped everything would be back to normal by July and they're now probably getting word that no, it's not going to be so...
0: I I think they're right in a sense though. I mean, can you see yourself in July sitting in a cinema?
1: If I was allowed to go to a cinema, I'd go to a cinema tomorrow but Mm. I will not be allowed to and yeah, I don't see there being a cinema open. I mean, I suppose they could be open, but if it's every fourth seat, they're not going to break any records and stuff like that. Yeah, that's
0: true. In similar kind of vein as well, the final James Bond movie, No Time to Die, has now had six release dates. So it's it's currently pegged for the 8th of October. But will will we be in a cinema in October? Who knows? Um, It's in 2022. It'll be 60 years since the release of the first film. So I think they might even push it back
1: Makes sense. sense. You
0: know, 60th anniversary.
1: That would definitely make sense. I didn't yeah, even know that. Yeah. But I mean, God, that, like, I remember, I mean, that film was initially pulled at the last minute, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was supposed to come out in February last year. And then, because I remember sort of tentatively making tentatively making plans to go and see it, and then it just got pulled. And yeah, it's, it's, inter- it's going to be interesting because, I mean, if you figure that was supposed to come out in February last year, then it must have... I mean, that, at that at this point, some of that would have been filmed two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have Daniel Craig turning up to the premiere of a film looking markedly different from how he looks in a film because of <laughs> because the amount of time that's passed, which is mental. It really is, like...
0: Yeah, because I, I remember... The soundtrack coming out as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Billie Eilish that that sings it. Um, but yeah, that I mean that's been out for ages, so that must have released when it was about to. Yeah, probably know, did. Do the promo for it.
1: It probably did. I. Same with the, they've delayed that new Ghostbusters film as well. I think it has Sony as well. Mm-hmm. It's been delayed to October, November, November. Mm-hmm. It's just everything. Everything's getting delayed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We were looking up looking for season three of netflix's sex education and they have actually started filming it now but it's 2021 at some point whereas if nothing had happened like the first two seasons were january releases so we'd probably have been watching that just now but pandemica
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> pretty can much what could you do <laughs> Okay, so next up, Activision Blizzard has announced that Vercadis Visions, the developer responsible for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 and Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, will no longer fly under the Activision banner and it's been merged into Blizzard Entertainment. Rumours suggest they're now working on a remake of Diablo 2.
1: Yeah, this is really disappointing. <laughs> really disappointing. I I thought they did a brilliant job on the Insane trilogy, although they didn't make Crash 4, and it was also very good. So, Crash is probably in okay hands. That's probably not an issue. But, Vicarious Visions recently, they've done some good stuff. Like, that Tony Hawk 1 and 2 uh, remaster was absolutely brilliant. I loved it. I'm sure there'll be some people that are. This is one of these sort of stories that I'm disappointed about, but you probably have some people that are really excited by it because they want a remake of Diablo 2. I couldn't give a fuck. I I can't even... I've never played any of the Diablo games, and I don't intend to. Uh, So it's it's almost like me losing a studio because I know that they are unlikely to make anything that I'll be interested in. Uh, And it also probably means... Like, they made a lot of the... I mean, if they did the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remaster you would have imagined any future Tony Hawk stuff would have initially been going to go through them so they just they did such a good job on that game that I would have wanted the series in their hands and obviously that's not going to happen now so I don't know I don't know what that means for Tony Hawk going forward like it does feel like there's going to be a lot of skating games coming out over the next couple of years so maybe it's not a genre they want to flood I don't know. I
0: don't know. Okay, so last up on our news item list is the new games with gold has been announced. This month you're getting a robust five offerings with Gears 5 leading the charge. The full list is as follows Gears of War 5, Resident Evil, Dandra Trials of Fear Edition, Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, and Lost Planet 2.
1: Yeah, it's a good, it's a good offer. To be fair, they've done they've done well there. I mean, it it sort of depends on your perspective, which is always the case with this sort of thing. Like, if you have Game Pass, then you already have Gears of War Five. So some people might think that that's a bit cheeky giving it away when you technically already give it away. But I still think it's a good offer. Resident the original Resident Evil, it's the the remaster of that, which is an excellent game. Dan Dara. I have never heard of. Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, I played back when it first came out in 2003, but I've not touched since. I remember enjoying it at the time. It's probably rough as fuck now. That was an original Xbox game. But you can understand why they've they've added that to the list with the announcement that Bethesda are going to make a new Indiana Jones game. So it, it ties up with that. And then Lost Planet 2... I never really played the Lost Planet games myself, but it does have a following, so Mm. I'm sure that'll please some fans. I did actually make a note here just of the Metacritic scores of each one. So you have Gears 5 has an 84, Resident Evil has an 82, Dandara doesn't have enough reviews on Xbox to even have a score, but on the Switch it's got a 73. Uh, And the Indiana Jones game also sits at a 73, and then Lost Planet sits at a 68. So, I mean, the fact that you've got two games that are in the 80 range is a pretty good offering for for a February, I would say.
0: Yeah, not bad.
1: Not bad at all.
0: Okay, so our pick of the week this week is The Medium. Do you want to discuss this, Craig?
1: Yeah. As we stated in our upcoming games of 2021, this is actually one that they couldn't take away from us because it was so close. So, as I'd said, it's basically the first big timed exclusive on the Xbox Series X slash S. It's a horror game. It's going to be interesting. It's made by Blibber Team, who previously did The Blair Witch and Layers of Fear 2, they are well-versed in making horror games. The game looks interesting. It's my pick of the week because I think it's an important game for Xbox and also there isn't that much else coming out this week. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how it does, given its exclusivity and given the lack of... Of new exclusive, the Xbox exclusives that Xbox have coming. I think it's an important game. I said that before. I do think it's it's important to the narrative. that Xbox are on a roll, and I think I really hope it does well. I hope it. The embargo lifts tomorrow, so if you're tomorrow, as of the day we're recording, but yesterday, as of the day this podcast comes out. Uh, Wednesday at 2pm that's when the embargo lifts and it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of scores it gets. I'm not expecting it to be extremely high just based on the team's previous games. They do sort of make kind of middle of the road games, not bad games but not exceptional. And I do think that this is going to sort of follow that trend. I think it will certainly find an audience, but I'm not expecting it to score in the 80s or 90s, although I'd love to be proven wrong. I, I really hope it does well. I was going to actually say to you, like, you've been taking a wee bit of a look at it. Like, What would be your guesses as, as regards to like a Metacritic score?
0: Probably like 72, something like that.
1: Yeah, I, I could certainly see that. I'll maybe go... Be slightly higher. I'll say seventy-seven. <laughs> we'll see. We can come back next week and see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how we feel? Pro- we'll probably split it. It'll be like seventy-four or seventy-five. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that will be the sort of range. I think you're right. Like it's it's uh it's roughly whereabouts I see it landing. But it'll be interesting to see who's closer. Or if we're right, if we sort of split the difference.
0: I mean, I'm always a winner in this household, so.
1: Well, you're certainly a winner when you got me, so that was the lottery right there. Actually, what I'll do is, if we stop here, because I had put out a a thing on Twitter just saying that we are going to have a giveaway coming up. So I wanted to drop that in uh, here. Basically, what we're doing is we're going to do a giveaway for a code for the upcoming game, Little Nightmares 2, which drops on the 11th of February 2021. So, basically, the key word, oh, sorry, the key phrase is Black Tower. To enter this giveaway, what you need to do is you need to email the phrase Black Tower to Gaming, all the one word, at gmail.com. Once you enter, you will be sent back a number, which will be your entry number, and then on the show in two weeks' time, which will come out on the day the game releases, we will announce a winner, and that person will receive a code for the game on their chosen platform. So PlayStation, Xbox, PC and Switch, perhaps? we we'll need to check that, but whatever... whatever console you would or whatever platform you would like on, we'll make that happen. So again, all you need to do is email puredeadgaming at gmail.com with the key phrase Black Tower and we will get back in touch with you with uh basically a, a raffle number and we will draw a number at random and that person will win a copy of the game.
0: Okay, thank you. Full terms and conditions will be available on our website, Ddzemedia
1: Soon to be puredeadgaming.com correct (laughs) I say soon to be but if you go to puredeadgaming.com just now it redirects to vdzmedia.net so we're sort of let's
0: not confuse our listeners we're,
1: we're we're fluid
0: so speaking of our listeners we have some questions that were sent in to us last week As always, if you would like to send us any questions, comments, or feedback, please do email us at puredeadgaming at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and also would be happy to give you a shout out. So James has written in, if you could have a proper remaster of one PS2 game, what would it be?
1: For me, it would be Grand Theft Auto San Andreas.
0: I thought you were going to say Vice City. That's, That's way better.
1: There's, there's a big debate about that. Like Vice City is brilliant. I do love it. I think it's it depends on the sort of time period. Like they're very similar games. They come out ve- like very close together as well. I think it just depends on the time period you prefer. But yeah, like probably. for for me, San Andreas was just boys in the hood. The game and I just I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. I loved that you could go to the gym and you could lift weights and get buff, or if you went and started eating burgers, you got fat, or if mm. you didn't eat. you wasted that, away. That wasn't in
0: Vice City, was it? No,
1: it's only ever yeah. been in San Andreas. Like I just I loved the sort of gangster rap vibe that, that you got was throughout all about the game.
0: The eighties. Yeah. Last night a DJ saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> it like, the... honestly like a lot of the soundtrack like is just Ultimate Tunes.
1: Yeah. For me, I mean being a massive fan of like hip hop and rap, like I loved the soundtrack. Yeah. I I loved the soundtrack to Vice City as well, but for me it would be San Andreas, but I mean like why don't we just combine this? Let's yeah, let's, let's get let's get Rockstar off. to do a full remaster of GTA three, Vice City and San Andreas. Done. There you go. Solved it. <laughs> Make it happen, Rockstar.
0: Okay, so Chris has said what's the one thing you miss about sorry, what's the one thing you miss most during lockdown?
1: Football. Playing football. I fucking love playing football. I would play football every single day if I could. But partly to do with when you start to get into your 30s and your body breaks down <laughs> because you're an idiot and you've treated it like shit for 30 years. And a pandemic means I can't play football just now. Mm, but
0: you could still go out. You know, we do have a field at the back of our house with a goalpost. You I could. would
1: look like a complete mentor running about passing to myself in the middle of a field. And I don't
0: look like a mentor in my back garden flying thirty kilograms above my head.
1: Ah, but people think I'm your carer. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I mean if they see me doing that, they'll be like, who's caring for who? Do we need to report the children? What's going on? So
0: There was when I think it was yesterday, there was like three women like out our back like so we basically got like a conservatory and then our back garden and then there's a fence and then there's a field but the field is like slightly elevated so mm-hmm. like people standing in the field can basically see right into our back garden and it, you know it doesn't happen very often there's not an awful lot of people that pass by there but yesterday specifically when i was wanting to do some training in the conservatory there were three women standing there and that way i'm like just pacing about being like will you just please hurry up and move because i, I just felt so embarrassed Awkward. like they were going to see me like doing stuff <laughs> Um and then she's picking up her dog shit and I'm like come on.
1: <laughs> I've just been out the back shouting get off my lawn.
0: Yeah, So, yeah. From from you, it's probably the gym kind of similar exercise. Yeah. You know, I have still been doing stuff at home, but it's just not quite the same.
1: Yeah, I find it much harder to do at home. Like we sort of spoke like spoke before about this on Twitter, but like i finally managed to get back into the routine of going to the gym before lockdown like I was sort of training from about 10 p.m till midnight uh, about three or four times a week and I was like it was actually a good social thing because there was one of my friends I was training with that just through having to be an adult we don't see each other as much now and it was going really well and then the pandemic hits and it's fucked and I'm sitting here eating fucking 12 inch pizza boxes full a kebab <laughs> Me and <laughs> I need football. I need to be able to play football, and I need to be able to go back to the gym. But yeah, that's it's it's one of the only things really that we are missing out on. We're very lucky that I don't know a lot. Of, a lot of things are haven't really changed, but that is certainly one thing I that like I miss. It
0: also highlights how boring we are. <laughs> like we don't we don't do anything apart from you know. I mean, maybe the occasional go out for dinner or something, but
1: yeah. I don't know, I love my life, I have a fucking great time all the time, I'm buzzing, like I I'm always like, I mean how often do I go on about how there's just not enough hours in the mm. day like, if I could somehow stretch a day to 48 hours, I still wouldn't be able to get all the stuff done that I want to do, like I've always get, I'm always getting pulled in five directions, just, oh I want to do that, no I want to do this, so like, I suppose not being able to play football has freed up some time for like other projects and stuff like that, mm. but Like, I turned 36 a couple of weeks ago, and I said to you a few few weeks ago as well, like, I'm missing out on some of the last good years that I will have playing football, because naturally over time you slow down. Like, I don't know, by the time I get to 45, like, I'll be doing that shitty walking football or something like that, do you know what I mean? Like, I can still, at the moment, burst down the wing with a bit of pace. But it
0: must be so hard to not run, play.
1: Aye. But I think the point is that you get to the point where you, you can run, run, so it's yeah. not I mean, I couldn't go and play with them just now because you would just forget and just breeze past someone yeah. like these slow assholes. But uh but yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I feel like my time of being able to play football at a decent level is running out Mm, (laughs) and it's time
0: for retirement
1: no 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 even i could be honestly i could be in a wheelchair and i'll do that it'll be like i've seen it a father ted when they're doing the over 75s indoor football tournament (laughs) I'll. i'm never gonna stop playing football i love it too much but that's that's certainly one thing i miss
0: yeah that and twisted cheese dough balls
1: aye that's that's a real issue that honestly fuck you dominoes seriously we're coming for you. I saw there was a change.org thing.
0: There's so- a petition, yeah. Aye, a petition.
1: somebody started. I, we I was thinking of starting one, and then I saw that somebody beat us to it. So we might have to. Yeah,
0: if you if you want to help us out, if you go to change.org, twisted cheese dough balls petition, it does exist.
1: Yeah, I've have signed it. So, but I might need to reach out to the guy and see if he wants to. We can maybe get him on the podcast and interview him and see how he's see how his campaign's going. <laughs> And see if I can get a fucking decent response off them as well, rather than that copied and pasted nonsense. But yep, so, as we were recording, I actually got another user-submitted question in from Terry, who's actually one of our reviewers, so I shouldn't really be reading this out, but I was quite amused by it, so we'll give him the time of day. He's a big uh, Evil Dead fan, and an even bigger fan of Bruce Campbell, who most of you probably won't even know who that is, because he's completely unimportant but he actually starred in the old films. So his question is, is the new Evil Dead game going to be a Left for Dead type game or story-driven? I guess either way, we get to touch ourselves to Bruce Campbell saying groovy. Right. First of all, Terry, you're weird. Right. I've told you this for we- years. You're weird. Uh, I, in terms of the Evil Dead game, I don't think it's going to be very story-driven. I think it will be it's a four-person kind of co-op type game, so I think it will be very loose on story, and I think it will just be more of a sort of I mean, I think it's going to be third person, but I think it will be very much a sort of Left 4 Dead type experience uh, I don't think you'll get to touch Bruce Campbell, I don't think it will be VR and if it will, if it is then God help your neighbours because, as I said you're weird, but yeah, I, it's going to be interesting, I think that game has the potential to do well if they can nail it, but obviously we do have—I can't remember the name of the game now—but there is and basically a new Left for Dead coming out, uh, so that might that might sort of squeeze all the oxygen out of an Evil Dead game. But hopefully, hopefully it does well. If nothing else, Terry, I'll play it with you. I'll throw you a
0: bone. <laughs> okay, and on that note, I think we will wrap things up for this episode. Once again, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have enjoyed it. Please do subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to on. And if you have some time, give us a review as it really helps support the podcast. If you don't follow us over on Twitter, please head to at Dead Gaming and follow us there. Chat with us. We love to hear from you and we'll always reply. And also, please don't forget our giveaway for Little Nightmares 2. Rewind if you need a note of the word that you need to email to us. And as I said... Key phrase. Key phrase also. And the full terms and conditions will be on our website as well. And looking ahead to next week's episode, we are going to be joined by Andy, who I think we mentioned on the first podcast. He, you know, is supposed to be part of our team, but he's not been able to join us for these first few weeks. So...
1: Finally coming in off the bench. He is, he is. Um, Yeah.
0: So... Please.
1: Me and Andy have been friends since we were four years old. So I've put up a lot with him. Much more than he's had to put up with me, I might add. But uh, it'll be good to have him on board. Definitely. So we're hoping to bring him in into the fold next week.
0: Okay. So yeah, thank you for listening.
1: Thanks a lot, guys. Catch you next week.
0: The Pure Dead Gaming Podcast.